Well, welcome everyone to The Eight. I'm happy you guys are here. Today we're talking about the fake me and the fake you. If all of us, when we describe ourselves or when we think about ourselves, we use certain adjectives to describe us. All of us want to be known for something. All of us want to be known for something. And what we think of ourselves, that's what drives us on how we present ourselves in public, how we present ourselves in church, how we present ourselves at work, and even how we present ourselves on social media. The question I would love to ask you, what do you want to be known for? Think to yourself, what do you want to be known for? Like when everything's all said and done, what do you want to be known for? What do you want people to say about you? Here's the follow-up question to that. What do you do when you don't measure up? You have certain adjectives to how you want to be known. What do you do when you don't measure up to you? What do you do when you don't measure up to you? Like the things that you want to be known for, the adjectives you want to use to describe yourselves. What do you do when you don't even measure up to your own description of yourself? It's something that we all do. We pretend. We end up becoming fake because we put an imaginary image to others of how I want to be. That's how I want you to portray me. So I, what I want to be, I put that in front. But how I really am is different because I keep on falling short of how I want to be. So between what I want to be, what I want you to know me as, and what I really am, there happens to be a gap. There's a, back, there's a gap that occurs between the adjectives that I want you to, to describe of me, that is what I want you to see, the fake, the superficial, that's what I want you to see, and then what I really am, what I don't measure up to my own self, there happens to be a gap in between that. The moment you start pretending, the moment you start pretending is the moment you stop growing. The moment you start pretending and your entire focus is, I want people to think of me of this way, so I'm going to post this. I'm going to you know, get that book from John Chris about how to post the perfect thing on Instagram. If your whole focus is on that, that's when you start or that's when you stop growing because your entire focus is that imaginary, fake image of you. Do you know who's the worst at this? People dressed just like me are the worst at this. Because we want, I want you to think of me in a certain way. I want you to think of me in a certain way. So I'm going to put that in the front. Even if I don't measure up to that, I, I want you to see that. And to be honest, you would want to see the good part of me. You want to see the holy spiritual guy that has it all together. That's what you want to see. If you admit it or not, you want to see if that's real or fake. That's the part of me that you want to see. Imagine, you would hate to hear this. Imagine if I say, so guys, next week at the 8, we're going to start a series on self-control. But, you know, before we begin that, I want to give a, a special thanks to the deacons that came to Vespers last night. Because after we went to Vespers, we went to the bar, and I want to thank them for grabbing me from the bar when I couldn't control myself anymore. You wouldn't want to hear that. Or how about this? What if I said, we're going to start a series and talk about marriage. We're going to talk about marriage and how marriage was intended to be. 
I want to give a special thanks to my wife before we begin the series because she told me she'll give me one last chance. You wouldn't want to hear that. If it was true or not, you don't want to hear that because you want to hear me talk about how to control yourself, how, to, how marriage is intended to be. You want to hear that. You want to want to hear me saying that. Do you know where is the number one place where we like to pretend? The number one place where we like to pretend. Where you are right now. You might have been fighting in the car on your way here. You might have been bickering with your, with your spouse the entire car right here. But the second you walk in the door, oh, thank God, how you doing? Everything's good, thank God. This is the number one place where we pretend, where we're fake, where that gap becomes extremely prevalent of what I want you to see of me, but then what really is true of me when I don't measure up. I hate to say this. If people don't really know what you are really like, they don't really like you. If people don't really know who you are, because you're so focused on, on the adjectives you want people to use to describe yourself and, that, and that, that, that front on social media and the way you talk to people and the small talk and the hearing that, you, you're so focused on that just so people like you. In reality, they don't really like you. They only like the fake you, not the really you. They just like your Instagram account. They just like your Facebook posts, but they don't really like you. And all of a sudden, you become a pretendaholic. You're addicted to, to wanting to make sure that that front is there and people always see that, that part of you out there. And you're so focused on that. And you become addicted to being fake. You become addicted to being, you're addicted, you're a pretendaholic. We want to be known for something. You want to be known for something. I want to be known for something. On my last day, I want people to say, yeah, Father Nathaniel, I, whatever. We want to be known for something. But we really need to be known by someone's. You want to be known for something. But deep inside you, by divine design, you are wanting to be known by someone's. This is why people love rehab. People that are struggling with addictions and they go to rehab. They fall in love with the relationships, with the people there because they, they, they are some, they're, they're able to open up with each other. They don't have to put that fake, in front of, the, the, that fake person in front of them anymore. That they can be open, they can be real, they can be raw. And people fall in love with rehab because of that. This is true, like, all of humanity, this, this is a true fact, that we want to be known by someone. We want to be known by someones. Even if that environment is not the healthiest, we all desire an environment like that. Even if the environment is not the healthiest for you, you all desire, I desire an environment where I can be open and raw and real. You've been in places where you're, you've met some people and you say, man, you know what, they're real. Like, they, they, they're, they're, they're just real, they're genuine. Because that taps into something inside of you that desires that. You want to call that whatever, but that's the fingerprint of God 
that wants that, that's inside of you that, that desires that hunger of wanting to be real and have, be in a community that's real. For a lot of you, this is hard for, for, for me to convince you of this. But the number one place of that environment where you can be raw, where you can be real, where you don't have to be imaginary, where you don't have to be fake, is the church. Don't take my word. Let me just show you some early manuscripts of early Christianity, how they viewed what church should be like. Let me look at one, one verse from St. James. He told a bunch of early Christians this. This is in the first century in one of the first churches in one of the first letters. He says this, one of the first leaders of the Christian church. He said this, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So what we're going to do, so starting from Marina, we're, everyone's going to stand up. Once I'm done, we're gonna, everyone's going to stand up. And the person left to, to the person next to you, you're going to confess your deepest, darkest secrets to that person. But I recommend that you don't start first. <laughs> we're not going to do that. You, actually, you can't do that here. And let's be honest, they'll be super awkward if we did that here. It doesn't really work in rows. You know, some people say, you know what, like, I, I, church is just filled with judgmental people and messed up people. They always give me a hard time. If I didn't come to church for three weeks, they come back and get on my case of why I didn't come to church. You know, it's just full of judgmental people. I don't want to even be, I don't want to go there. You know what? My relationship with God is, is in here. It's, it's in here that matters. And when I'm at home, this is when I confess my sins. This is all that matters. It's when I'm with God. I get it. I get it. But you're going against your divine design. You are created as a relational being. When you say, I, I don't want, like, it's better for me to keep it to myself. Like, you know, every, everyone else is judgmental. I'll, I'll just, it's between me and God. My room, you know, I close my door and it's between me and God. It's, it's not anybody else's business. You know what you're really saying? I don't want anybody to really know who I am. That's what you're really saying. I don't want anybody to know who I really am. Let me just put on the fake, but the parts that I need to work on to become a better person, that's personal. That's just being, that's me isolated. But you're really saying you don't want anyone to know who you really are. Let me show you another example from early Christianity. St. Paul says this. He says this to a bunch of early Christians. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. What, what is he saying? Is he saying, okay, everyone, love one another, be nice to each other, be Christian. No, he says, consider one another. It's a relationship like this. Consider one another. In order to, to, to generate, to stir up love and good deeds, you can't say, yeah, I should love one another. You know, I should, I should do good things. Yeah, you know, God willing, God willing, I should be able to do good things. No, consider one another. It's intentional. It's It's active. Consider one another to stir up love. It's not like I press a button, I love this person, so I'm going to do this. It's, it takes work. It takes action. I can't come up to you and say, hey, can we just be best friends? It's not a button. I need to stir up love. It's, it's, it, it's, it's an action. It takes time. He continues. And let us consider one another to... And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. What is St. Paul saying? Let us consider one another and stir up love, 
but not forsaking for us to gather together as a family, as broken people, because some other people are omitting this part. He's saying some early Christians are doing their own thing and isolated in their own little bubble because they don't want to deal with judgmental people. And they're, they're, you're in your own little bubble. He's saying don't, 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 don't do, do that. We have to be an assembly. We have to be a, a church family. We have to be patients of broken people coming to the hospital, which is the church. He ends by saying, but exhorting one another, by encouraging one another. The whole verse. Let us consider one another in order to stir up and generate love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as some people are doing, but encouraging one another and empowering one another. This is the design of church. This design of you as a human being, you desire to be in relationships. Another example. St. Paul says this to a group of Galatians. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. One more time. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, if you see anyone that's struggling with an addiction, with a habit, with an unhealthy relationship, you who are spiritually mature, Restore such a person, not by... Dude, you know that relationship's not good for you. What are you doing? You're an idiot. Are you still doing that, man? You know you shouldn't be. But restore him with gentleness. If a man is overtaken with any struggle, you or finding the fullness of life and healing yourself by coming to God, encourage that other person with gentleness. He continues, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ, isn't that just, I just love God? Isn't that the law of Christ? Love Christ is the same way the God accepted me to transform me. Now I accept others in order for them to be transformed. That is the law of Jesus. This is why he came. How do I fulfill the law of Christ? Is the, way, the same way that he looked at me and accepted me in order to edify me, in order to make me full, in order to make me whole, that I should extend that back to others. My last example. St. Paul telling some early Christians, therefore, receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. What's, the, what's been the common thread of just, I, I could show tons of examples. What's the common thread of just these verses? It's one another, one another, encourage one another, inspire one another, be there for each other. Everything is to receive one another. Everything is in another. How can I do the other things, one another, by myself? It requires relationships. Sometimes it's hard to do that in rows. Listen, I love it in here. I love church. I get paid to come to church. <laughs> I love us to come together and being in rows. But I cannot reach the fullness of life just in that way. We can grow only as much as we can in rows. 
but I have to grow with my church family in circles. Circles is where I'm able to practice this. This is, what is a circle? When I say circle, that's, that is a life group. That is 100% a life group. We can only grow to a certain amount. I, I talk to every single one of you for 15 seconds on Sunday. That doesn't cut it. You only get to talk to you. Some of you guys only see each other just on Sundays. But that does not cut it. How can you grow deeper? How can you encourage one another? How can you restore each other? How can you do all these one another's just seeing each other on Sunday? And in rows especially. How can you do that? It has to happen in circles. This is why I'm a huge advocate for you to sign up for a life group. This is why I'm a huge advocate for you to sign up. You can come here every Sunday. Great. I want you to come every Sunday. But you, you, you can grow by becoming one through Christ, through communion, which is fabulous. But now for you to extend and to continue to fulfill the law of Christ by, by encouraging one another to restore one another, that has to be done when you're in a, in a setting for you guys to, to, to put down that fake shield and for you to open up with each other. Listen, that's not going to happen on this round of life groups. Especially, this is like our membership group life group. This is on, on Orthodoxy 101. That's not going to happen from the get-go. But we have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere of, 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 of growing deeper together in circles. It cannot just happen in rows. Listen, you're busy. I'm busy. I get it. You don't have time for this. I get it. For you to say to commit to five Tuesdays or five Wednesdays or five Thursdays or five Saturdays, whatever night works best for you. For you to say, I'm going to commit those five evenings, I get it. Who has time for that? Your fake you does not have time for that. The fake you does not have time for that. But the real you has time for that. The person desiring community, the one desiring relationships, the one that's desiring real conversations desires that. You're known for something. But are you known by someone? You're known for something. But are you really, really known by someone? Your goal is to protect your image. Your goal is to protect your image. What people see on social media, what people see when they come and see you, by the way you dress, the way that you talk, the way you post on social you, you have an image to protect, but your savior is wanting to, to, to penetrate that and wanting to get to the real you and wanting to remove the fake you and wanting to know you on an intimate and personal level. That requires one another. How, I, I, there's no, if, if someone can explain to me, how can I fulfill all these things that were told to early Christians about doing to one another, if you can explain to me how can you do that on coming to Sundays for a couple of hours and sitting in rows with coffee, if you can explain how you can do that, please. This requires something more. And if I do that, 100%, I'm able to reach the fullness of life. My request for you, in addition to signing up for a life group, which begins next week, is once we're done, we're going we're gonna to pray. And once we're done, meet someone you have not met before here. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You're going to walk into a life group of maybe you don't know the host. 
Maybe you don't know where I'm supposed to park. I don't know nothing. That's a perfect place to start. But you know what? Start right now. Start right now. Getting to, just, just say hi to someone you have not met before. You got to start somewhere. And if we're going to be a, a, a transparent and vulnerable church family, and for us, to, for people to really know who I am, it has to start by getting to know each other's names. All right? All right, let's stand up for a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. God, you could have easily just, just blessed us from being a thousand miles away and just saying for us to be better people, but you came down in a personal, tangible, and real way. You came personal in order for us to become personal with each other. Every single one of us, if we admit it or not, desires genuine relationships not just the fake us. Lord, give us the boldness and the courage to kind of penetrate that, that, that fake part of us and to penetrate maybe the small talk we do with every single person. we got to start there. But Lord, help us for it to not end there. We desire to be fully known and for us not to be known just for something, but to be known by someone. Through the prayers of all your saints, hear us as we pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but the rest from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever.